So I want to thank um, the Chevrolet Meridian, of course, Jeff and Ralph and the rest of the Chevrolet, and also for the one who's sponsoring the Schus for Fuhr Shlema, for Esther Tova Bastavara, Shisha for Fuhr Shlema, Soshav Chal Yisrael, and the Parnas Hashana, the Lenishmas of Gedali, Ben Rav Shimon, the Shomashan Halil, and Shomashan Halil, Simcha Nachas and Bracha. And the Fuhr Shlema for Hinter Rivka Bas Reis, the Shav Fuhr Shlema, Soshav Chal Yisrael. Amen. Thank you. Man. Okay. We're on page of and Meshiv Nafshi, a parish on Meshivas Nafish. We were learning last week the Torah, or part of Torah Vav, a part, a piece of Torah Vav from Kutem Maran, from Christ Yeshua, that's the Torah, on, on the, the need for every person who's serious about Yishkite, I serious about Yiddishkeit and serious about doing tshuva, the need to be a baki halacha, but not the usual way we understand baki halacha. Rabbi Nachman says, baki b'ratzah, baki b'shoiv. That means to be proficient in the art of ascending and descending or returning. And the meaning of that we learned, and we've been speaking about from the introduction the past few weeks, is that, is that the when a person when a person is in a place where he's ascending, he's doing well, so it's, he can't stop there. He has to hear Hashem calling him to go higher and higher, and he should be asking, I am a kavodo, I haven't even started. And that's it, called his iris. His chaskus is when the person is going the other direction, and he's in a place that's not, that's not where he hoped to be, not where he wants to be. And it, in that time of his life, a person needs chizik, his chaskas. And he needs not to ask, but to say, Hashem is here everywhere. Hashem is here also, even in this place. And and that that is that is, is his chaskas. Now what we were learning last week, and really that's what Torah Vav is about in the first chelik of Lukutamran, Torah Vav, Kras Yeshua, is that a person, a person um, could very well look at himself when he's in that uh, in that place of being uh, at the bottom. He could very well look at himself as a lo yitzlach, as somebody who's unsuccessful. I've tried this before, and uh, and this whole this whole business of needing chizik and and looking for chizik and so on. That this is just uh, uh, another sign of my failure in life, in a Yiddish guy, because I'm not Matzliach. So that was the question. Now the answer, let's just review that sentence, beginning with the, on the page of Dalit, in the middle of the page, where it says, Now, this Torah of Rabbi Nachman, Torah Vav, begins with the subject of COVID. There are people who in this world who are seeking COVID atzmai. They're looking for their own COVID. And there are other people who are looking for Kavad Now, what Rabbi Nachman is teaching us here is that if you're looking for Kavad, Atzmacha, your own Kavad, then there are always going to be these questions of what's the point, or I'm not much Liach, or, you know, this whole stuff of that, his chaskis, is this real, and so on and so forth. If it's about your own Kavad, since your own COVID is, uh, has been damaged by your failure, by your own failures in life. So since it's about your COVID, 
you really don't have much of a motivation to climb out of that place, to get out of that place, since it's a matter of your own covet, and your own covet has been damaged. You don't feel a sense of covet. That's when they use an they've been using over the past uh, 30 years though, the magic words self-esteem. So since you are deflated and everything is about your feeling of, of esteem and self-esteem, so you're not able to hear the words of Ischazkas. You're not able to hear the word, words of Ischazkas because you're low Yitzlach. You measure yourself by your Hatzlacha and you haven't been Matzliach. So what's the Tachlis? So that's what he's explaining, Rav Kivak, here in his parish on, on uh, what Rabbi Nachman taught. If COVID, if your own self-esteem is what is at the center of your universe and is what you need more than anything, then you have to be able to prove to yourself that you're worth something. And the way that you prove to yourself, even if you're not so hung up on proving to, proving to other people, let's say, but you have to prove to yourself that you're worthy, that you have value, and since you have not been successful in your Avodah Hashem or whatever else it might be, so you're having a hard time proving to yourself your own self-worth. As a result of that, you're in a bad place, that's what they call it, and you have very little self-esteem. So you're not open to hearing words of Ischaskas because your esteem depends upon yourself. Not on Kavad but on yourself. So therefore, This is the real problem with trying to give Chizik to people. The real problem with giving Chizik, whether you're doing it as a friend or as a parent or as a Rebbe or as a therapist and so on, there are all kinds of techniques and all kinds of good tires and Good, good words of his chaskas, but if a person is not a cleat to receive the chizik, because he or she defines himself or herself with that with that word hatzlocha, so at some point the person feels like I'm a low yuslach. So what's the tachlis of all of the uh, you're saying to me these nice things and you read to me something from the bedichshva or something from, you know some good words, you know it's not working for me. This person whose self-esteem is at the center of his existence and whose feeling of self and worthfulness, worthiness is at the center, it's very, very hard for him to get out of this, out of the cellar, out of the atzvus. It's very, very hard. So a lot of the chavah, they just go try to find a, get a shot or something on smoke a joint or whatever it might be. It's very hard to get out of that place. Because he's not, he's not open to his chaskas. He's not in the place of his chaskas. Could be this from the time that he's a kid. There's a certain surah of what it means to be an oivet Hashem who's matzliach. You know, that guy in the, in the, in the shir, that guy in the class. Or then, we, of course, we, we from the time that we were kids, we read a million stories about Gedolim. And and the message that we're getting from all of these stories is that if you want to be, if you want to be successful in life, then you have to be like you know, the Chavetz Chaim, or the Baal Shem Tov, or Rabbi Yaakov, or Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, or Moshe Feinstein, whatever it might be, anyone that's tzaddikim. But there's a certain surah of what it means, and the surah that we have, 
always is a person that doesn't have a Yetzirah. Doesn't have a Yetzirah. Never had an issue with his parents. Never had a fight with his wife. Right? It's always the Tzura of an Ovid Hashem. What it means to be an Ovid Hashem. Because we were always, we were always told stories and we were, and we were brought up on what it means to be an Ovid Hashem. It wasn't uh, the, the the part that the more interesting parts about Yosef Tzaddik's life the Rabbi didn't talk about. <laughs> no, we, didn't, we didn't dwell upon Yosef and the wife of Potiphar when I was in Yeshiva, and uh, we didn't dwell upon the, the 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 fact that his brothers did that to him. These were we moved quickly through those sections of the Torah. So, and much of Tanakh is filled with stories of of uh, of people who who were great people, but uh, they had times in their lives where they were not matzliach, like Shimshon Agibra. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about... Uh, we talk about Shimshon bringing down all the plishtim and killing all the plishtim, and he left like a, in a blaze of glory, but we don't talk about like the funny thing that happened with him and Delila, you know, a strange thing. We don't talk about it. It's not... Uh, we only talk about Hatzloch. We don't talk about the... the uh, times that were lo- not mutzlochim. And that's, as far as Tanakh, that's why we didn't learn much Tanakh, because there's a lot of stories that they didn't want us to know. <laughs> so we, they mostly skipped Tanakh when we were growing up. So then you get to, you get to contemporary Gedolim from the last few generations, not even to tell about Sadiqim and Tanakh, what, who Rabbi Akiva was. And, and to be honest about, you know, uh, even Tanoim and Amoraim, stories that we know from, mostly they skipped that as well. And then you just get to the, to, you get to the Chavz Haim. Let's head straight, to, you know, to the 20th century. Ah, uh, the Chavz Haim, the Chavz Haim. So, we don't know the Chavetz Chaim's challenges in life either, by the way, until he became the Chavetz Chaim. He, didn't, he wasn't born the Chavetz Chaim. So, so, what happens is that from an early age, it was engraved in a person's mind, a certain tzura of what is Avadis Hashem. What does it mean to be an Oyved Hashem? An Oyved Hashem. That tzura of an, of an Oyved Hashem is engraved in the person's head. And the bar is set very high because they didn't, they, 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 if, you, if a kid would say, uh, you know, I really look up to my father, he's a very fine Jew, then the response, I don't know if the person would actually say this, although I remember Bacha discussing this with me, that the, uh, there was a Bacha that I knew from the Bangal colony years ago and, and he said that this Rebbe that they had was always putting down the fathers of the boys because the fathers were working people. And the Rebbe was saying, if he'd be a real Bentari, he would never have left the yeshiva. So if a boy goes home, he's got, some 11-year-old boy goes home, he used to look up to his father as being somebody that was very sincere and serious about which, and he is. But that was, that was already ended, because now he's been told that true Jews you know, don't go to work. Real Jews don't go to work. So, I mean, that's, uh, let's hope there are only a few morons like that that teach kids such things. And I'm sure there are only a few and far apart. They're closer together in Israel than they are here. But, so he, so, so from the time that he was a little boy, somebody engraved into his, into his head that if you're really serious about Yiddishkeit, then you don't go, you, you, you just learn. You, you don't do anything else, you just learn. The problem with this with this boy is that it's, uh, it turns out that he's 
it's not it's hard for him. He's not such a learner, and he can't sit like that for hours and hours. He's not going to become a big lamdan or a shashiv or something. And all these things play out in a person's life in very, oftentimes in very deep and subtle and hidden ways. And then he's angry with himself. He becomes angry with his wife. He becomes angry with his kids. He becomes angry with Hashem's bro. He's angry with his parents, why they brought him up this way. And there are all kinds of subtle and less subtle sources, uh, uh, ways that this self-hate and self and this disappointment with himself plays out in his life. Because he had a certain surah of who he was going to be. And he's not. It's not going that way. If he would really be that person, he wouldn't have such a tzar. If he'd really be the person that Israel was talking about, he wouldn't have said some of these things or seen some of these things or done some of these things. He, 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 so this is the problem. And the person at some point decided that this is the only way that one could really be an Oyvind Hashem. This is the way of an Oyvind Hashem. He's never going to be satisfied. He's not going to be satisfied because he's not, he's not Matzliach. And since he propped himself up, or others did, at the center of his, his covet, his Hatzlacha, his becoming something, his adding up to something, that was, that was placed at the center of his universe. What are you going to do with this guy? They'll tell him some words of Chizik. The, the chizik that you're giving him is, the, let's say he's your friend, so he's your age. So let's say you're 24 years old, your friend's going through a hard time, you try to give him chizik, like from one 24-year-old to another 24-year-old. But that, that's not who you're talking to. You're not talking to a 24-year-old. You're talking to the one who was supposed to be with Moshe Feinstein, and he failed. So he's like uh, an 88-year-old failure. You just thought you're talking to your friend. Another, another guy's 24 years old, and you're having a schmooze with him and, and trying to bring him up a little bit. So you're trying to give him some chizik. And you try to tell him. That, but he's not comparing himself to you. He's comparing himself to the person that he thought he had to be. And he can't be that person. So you're trying to say such nice things to him, but you're just talking like another guy. Like a friend. You're not talking like... Uh, you know, how are you supposed to... What are you supposed to say to a person... Who is hoping to be with Moshe Feinstein and he can't remember, uh, he can't learn, he can't understand Pshat and Gemara. Like, how are you supposed to make him feel good? So that's pretty hard, no? I'm supposed to be with Moshe Feinstein and I don't understand the Pshat and Gemara. So you tell him something nice, like, you know, God loves you. And uh, the main thing is to, to learn and don't worry about it. You don't understand, I'm supposed to be with Moshe Feinstein. And I don't understand the Gemara. So the Chizik falls on deaf ears. I'm giving very extreme examples, of course, but the, the Chizik, we don't hear the Chizik. We don't hear the Chizik. When I'm talking to somebody and they're looking, they need something Chizik, I can look in the eyes and see in one second whether you're talking to a person who's a Klee or who's not a Klee. You can see in one second. Are you talking to somebody who's in, in a place that's not, that's not real, that has... That has graven images in his head or in her head of somebody else, not himself. And then there's not the talk, the chizik doesn't go, doesn't work. Why? There's only one way, and that that's the right way. And I'm not that right way. 
He's not going to be masking the way that Hashem is running his life. He's angry. How come I have a weak head? How come I'm not, how come I'm not sharp? How come I'm not sharp? Why don't I understand the Gevar? How come I'm not sharp? Or why did Hashem give me parents like this that make my life like this, or a wife that makes my life like that, or a kid like this, or a kid like that? He's, he's not... So why isn't he masking the way that Hashem is running his life? Because he already, he already has in his head a very specific and clear picture of how his life is supposed to be lived. And it's not going that way. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you ever felt that way. But inside yourself quietly you could raise your hand. That's the most common thing that we suffer from. Living in that, in that picture. There's another problem. This picture that he has of himself and what it means to be matzlich. By the way, it doesn't have to be in learning. It could be his picture of how he'd be matzlich in, in, in uh, mm-hmm. business. Or how he'd be matzlich in, in having the, 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 the sweetest and prettiest wife you know, in, in shul, in the neighborhood. Whatever that picture is. But there's a certain surah. And that surah is going to give him a, a, his maimed in life. That's going to give him his covet. Again, covet doesn't mean that he's a, an egomaniac. It's going to give him his sense of worth, his sense of accomplishment. So for this guy, it's learning. For this guy, it's money. For this guy, it's a pretty wife. Whatever it is. But that's what he's hanging on to, that picture that he, that he was imagining would be. And he's measuring his failure or his success comparing it to that picture. And if it doesn't add up to that picture, then that's called no low self-esteem. And all of a sudden they're saying, hey, hey, Maishi, you're doing great. What do you mean? You have a, you have a wonderful family and you, you make a nice pranas, so what's up? And Maishi's in medicine and therapy and a hit in the head, nothing. You try, Maishi, your life, you have a good life. He doesn't know that he's, he's looking at you and he's saying you have a good life. Just, just as another guy that's your, one of your peers. He doesn't know that you have something else in your head. That your picture of, of a successful and a good life is very, very, very beyond the life that you have. So he's trying to give you chizik just as a regular guy. And he's telling you true things. You have a nice family, you have a nice, and you have a pranasa. And they tell him something like, you know, a lot of people don't have any pranasa. That, that usually helps a lot. <laughs> a lot of people don't have any pranasa, and you have a pranasa. And he's thinking in his head, might not be, he might not be conscious of it, but in his head he's thinking, no, I was supposed to have, like, Bill Gates by now. <laughs> you, you, you know, you're talking about a bunch of slubs like you. I'm not, I'm not in your, I wasn't supposed to be in your league. I was supposed to be, like, major leagues. And he would never, he doesn't, he's not necessarily conscious of that, but there's that, there's that graven image in his head from the time he was a little kid of how he's going to be my slayer. And together with all that, I'm not going to give in to my Yitzhahara. That's his image. I'm never going to fail with my Yitzhahara either. I'm never going to look at something that's not nice. So he has, those, he has that picture of who he imagined himself to become, that he would be, and, that, and he's depending upon that picture to, give him, to become that person. That's going to give him a feeling of self-worth and self-esteem. Otherwise, it doesn't work. As I ask from Yasi gets Muvukasho, and this is what we see, that even if the person reaches a certain place, and, and that 
looked that looked like that was the place he was supposed to. That that's what he was shooting for. So the problem here is like this. Even if he reaches that place, he's going to get stuck in that place. Because that's the picture. So he doesn't have to try any harder. So let's say his image was a financial one. That's how he grew up. So his thing wasn't with learning. His thing was to make it big in, in, you know, in the market, to make it big in money. So he made it big in money. So now his friends still don't understand like, so one of his friends will say, you know, you could, you could do better. Let's go the other way. You could do better. There's no reason to. Or how about how you treat your wife now that you made it with Panasa? Since that wasn't one of his goals, that's, that's not shy. It's not, that's not something that he's, he doesn't, he doesn't de- define himself or he didn't, he doesn't look at himself as somebody that has to climb higher as far as his midas are concerned as far as his marriage is concerned, because the image that he had was of a rich guy, and he's rich. So, it might, he might not be, he might not have any motivation to, to do better, even even financially, but even if even if he's still working, you know, 18 hours a day, but as far as other parts of his life, we did not have such an image, I just want to show you what I have to, what I have to work, I'm successful. Why, why, how do you know, I'm, how do you know he's successful? He has a house in Israel. He has a house in America. He has a bungalow. He's got uh, he's got a place in Florida, whatever. And uh, he eats, you know, the best herring. I mean, what 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 else is there? He has expensive schnapps. They give him shishi every once in a while in shul. So he's he's on top of the world because the world that he built is a world of of covet atzmi, not covet asha. Since it's covet atzmi. That's how he defines himself, by covered atzmai. So there's no, there's no reason for him to go and deal with it. He doesn't hear Hashem saying, saying to him, that you haven't even started. He doesn't hear that. Because he reached a certain place, and he's gotten there. So that's it. I'm done. So now his whole taklis is to enjoy, which is why a lot of this chavr, they become bored and miserable, and they take it out on other people. Because he, he got to where he wanted to go to that picture. So, he'll stay in that place stuck till he dies. There's no, there are no goals because he's already reached his goal, this guy. His goal was financial success. He reached it. He could buy whatever he wants. So he has no other goals. There's no goal of being a better Jew, a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a nicer guy, a happier guy. Those, those weren't part of his picture. They, they, they weren't in the, like you know one of the things they like with the in, they'll interview you. They, one of the things how do or or like uh, when you were in high school or something with the yearbook. How do you see yourself ten years from now? You know that the magic question. So I see myself spending my life interviewing other lawyers looks like me. <laughs> what are you supposed to say? How do you see yourself ten years from now? There is an Indian of an image in a healthy and positive way, which the Pizetsna talks about in, in, uh, in the Svarm. He, he does talk about it. But it's a matter of aspiring towards something in Kedusha and not, not because of Kovat Atzmacha, because of Nachas Ruach Tashem, because Kovat Hashem. That's something else. Kovat Hashem? Kovat Hashem is something else. 
This person doesn't see any Indian of going to higher and higher Madragas. But if a person is listening carefully to what Rabbi Nachman is saying in this Torah, the avoid of a Jew in this world is to minimize his own covet. Again, this is not to be confused with low self-esteem. It's just the opposite. If the person's avoid is and Then it's a tumuna acheres legamre. It's a completely different picture. Ke'es maven who, because this person lives with a different goal. He now understands ki kol magamoso tzvichel yosrak his alus kavod shemayim. My whole life is about kavod shemayim, not my kavod. It's about kavod shemayim. And there are many, many, many ways the Jew can bring kavod Hashem as well. Not dafke one way. There are many ways you could bring covet Hashem. Imagine all this person's learning, all of his davening, all of his mitzvahs are not because of kvayt atzmai, his standing in this world, his atzloch in this world, or his atzloch even in the next world. It's not the tachlis of his avad Hashem. It's one thing. Is His whole tachlis in life is to give nachasuach to Hashem. Pama ide Now, how do you do that? So, some people could do it with their learning. That's great. That's that's amazing. To do it in learning to give kav to Hashem. Some with their davening. Sometimes the biggest kavod shemaim you could give to Hakadosh Baruch is when you're tempted to do something and you overcome that temptation. No one in the world knows about it except you. It wasn't a test that you get a grade on and everybody sees that you got a hundred. But the biggest nachasuch you're giving to Hashem's Baruch at that moment in, in life is Amido bin Nisoyen. I didn't, I didn't fool. I held myself by this Nisoyen. But again, he doesn't look at himself that way. If the image that he has in his head is to be, to have his picture on the wall of the Gedolim, right? That's the image he has in his head. So, I didn't look at something disgusting. So that, I, so now I'm like a hush of a guy. So, what kind of a fine Jew has such taivas like that? Because that's about his code. But when it's about Kvot Shemayim, Right now, I, I give Nachasur to the Bari Because he knows and I know that I was going home to Aisha's Paitifera. And I was going to do that. And he knows and I know that that killed me not to do that. And I was most in to give Hashem his Baruch Nachasur. He knows that. It's about his covenant, not about my covenant. It's about his covenant. And what if you're in the middle of writing a safer? You're a real sharp guy, and you put, and you want to you want to put out a, a new sefer of some chedushim that you have, 
but your wife needs you to take care of the kids that day because she's not feeling well or she's got to go visit, visit her mom's not feeling well and she asks you to, to please could you take care and pick up Moshe from school and drop off this one and get the groceries so if it's about Kvayt Atzmacha how dare you ask the God of Hador to, to do this like you know get your sister to do it you're asking, the, you're asking me that's not my union to take care of the kids but it's about Kovat Hashem then I until my wife asked me I was giving you Nachasuach from writing my cipher and now I'm going to give you Nachasuach by changing a diaper and doing carpool I have a great life every minute of my life it's about Kovat Hashem not about Kovat Hashem what could be better than that? I didn't do what I wanted to do because I thought that what I, because my way of thinking is that what I want to do is the way it has to get done. Which might be that's the way you get your safer finished on time, but that doesn't mean that that's what Hashem wanted to get done. Your wife needs you now. So it's, it's covered Hashem. It's covered Hashem. You're not, you're, you, you've you've put HaKadosh Baruch at the center of your universe and you've taken yourself out of that. That doesn't lower your self-esteem. It makes the whole sugi of self-esteem esteem seem like for babies, like for children. It's not risky. It's not risky. Self-esteem. It's total not risky. What does that mean? Whatever Hashem brought you that day. So you thought you were going to finish your safe that day. And uh, your mother-in-law needs a visit from her daughter. Your wife's got to head out. And you're stuck with carpool and making supper or whatever it is. When you make the sandwich, you make supper. Although most men just order out. <laughs> or, you know just drop the kids off by the pizza shop and wait in the car or something. But let's say you were the kind of guy that could even put something together, you know? So you could say, L'shem, Yichu Kuchibuchu Shchinta, Hinochum Zolkai, Mitzvahs, Ahavas, Aboyre, or Mitzvahs, Vahavtu, Echakamoycha, Mitzvahs, Vahavtu, Hashem Lokech, Vahavtu, Echakamoycha. That's not Nachas? Nachas Vuch, Hashem is Vuch? Nachas Vuch to your wife. And Vahavtu, Echakamoycha, to your Shviga, to your mother-in-law. It's not Vahat or Echakamar. So right now, Shem Zbarach wanted you from Ashtukul Havas Yisrael. That's what he wanted from you right now. Or else it wouldn't have come your way. It came your way. Okay, there are dinim of Kadim and Halacha. I'm not saying that a person has to leave what he's doing for everything. You know, there are Halachas like that. I'm only giving you an example where it's very posh that that's what he has to do. Sometimes it's not so posh. But what's the difference? Whatever the Indian is. Shalom, I, I work for you. What do you want me to do? You want me to learn? I'm going to try to learn. You want me to daven? I'll try to daven. You want me to, 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 to help somebody? If I can do it, I'll help. The question that a Yid has to ask himself or herself every minute is, What's the Kovit Shemaim now? Not quite Atzmi. Not my feeling self-esteem and accomplished and being Maslich. What is Kovit Shemaim? What's Kovit Shemaim? 
Is my Kavosh you get a guy that's not into learning. And he can't learn. He's tried for 10 years. Is my Kavosh to drag around over here and to learn for 15 minutes every now and then and to sit around and, to, and someone's paying money for to sit in yeshiva when I'm not learning? Is that Kavosh Maybe if I, if, I, if I go to work and I, and I have a Seder in the morning and a Seder at night and I give tzedakah, that's Kavosh And then the opposite way. A person that has the ability to sit and learn and he's able to steig in learning, and he's able to pull, it, he's able to put it together to sit and learn. And someone's telling him, "No, no, no, no! You should be doing this. You should be going to work now." Right now, the biggest cover Shemayim we can give is sitting and learning. It's, it's no club. So what? What is cover Shemayim? When you learn the Torahs of the Tzaddik from Ishbus, you see this is this this is the focal point of all of the Torahs. To live with Hashem every minute. The Yiddishkeit is a lebedik Yiddishkeit. It's not something that was set in stone. This is how it has to be for you. But to live with the Ratzon Hashem is Baruch. L'asakim l'chamat seva, in the Israelites they taught, it means don't make yourself, don't make your Yiddishkeit into a monument. It's fluid, it's moving, it's changing. It depends on the minute. It depends what Hashem is Baruch needs you for. You work for Hashem is Baruch. You work for Hashem is Baruch. And when you work for Hashem is Baruch, then if you're a good worker, you do what you what you need it for. That's what he needs you for. Right now, he needs you to clean up. Right now, he needs you to, you know, on kitchen duty, whatever it is. <laughs> and Hashem has different jobs for, for Jews. Because this is why the world was created. It says in Pasuk and many Pesukim, The world, all existence was created. Hashem says, not lechvaydcha. It's that one word and how you end it. Kvaidi or kvaidai. It makes the whole difference. Kvaidai mali oilo? Maloi chalar is kvaidai? Or maloi chalar is kvaidi? And if it's about your covet, again, I'm not talking this about anybody that's arrogant or conceited. If it's about your picture of Hatzlacha, even in Avadis Hashem, in many ways, especially Avadis Hashem, then it's not about Hashem's covet, it's about your covet. That's not why you were created to give yourself covet, or to feel good about yourself, or to have your picture in a, up in a, in a, on the wall, you know, or on a Gedolim card. That's not why Hashem created you. If, so he, create, he created, he created, he created, for that, not, but the, but the, but the irony is that Ramesh Faisen couldn't give a hoot whether anybody had his picture. That's the big difference. Ramesh Faisen didn't want to have his picture out. It's the ones who have the, the graven images that they want their pictures of. Or a self-promotion. Promoting themselves all the time. You see, like, what's going on with it. Because now you have uh, the internet and different ways of advertising with people trying to promote themselves and build themselves up. I'm not talking about in business. That's called advertising. I'm talking about another thing is self-promotion. And, uh, like what the is going on. I'm not going to start all the stuff that goes on with promoting oneself. But Moshe Feinstein didn't have to promote himself. Am Yisrael saw that he's, he's serious. Moshe wasn't concerned about pictures and about promotion. Itself. He didn't put himself every week in the Jewish newspapers with a full-page picture that could listen to the world-renowned lecturer. 
joined me for Pesach with a picture of a Moshe Feinstein. <laughs> you know who pays for these pictures? The people, the people themselves are paying for these pictures. It's, it's nauseating. Self-promotion. So you could argue that no, this is not this. It's business you got in on you. Rather drive a truck any day. Do that. Self-promotion. But this is what the world is. Because self-esteem. Who are you? If you're an Evan Hashem, whatever whatever he needs me to do. Whatever he needs me to do. That's why people are, are generally much more moved by stories of an Adam Godel, like they have the story like uh, I remember they were talking to Rav Scheinberg's um, how, when he lived on the Lower East Side you know, and the poverty and how you know, it's mopping the floor on his knees and, or somebody was just, my wife, we were just having this conversation because my wife heard some kind of a podcast and there was somebody was talking uh, whatever, I don't know, if I get specific I, somebody was talking about Kvait Atzmai and and uh, why is it you, you you read the book about Rabbi David Feinstein, and Rabbi David Feinstein would go to eat in the restaurant on the Lower East Side, and I remember when I went, I remember I, I've told this in the past. I went, I had to speak at a thing that was a parliament meeting Lower East Side for a yeshiva, and Rabbi David Feinstein was there, and there was one of these characters in the Lower East Side. You know, it was a schmack, it was eating, like they're in that time warp. You know what I mean? And and this eats in the Lower East Side. He said, Hey, Dave, pass the ginger ale. And he was talking to Rabbi Weinstein. <laughs> and the beauty of the story was that Rabbi didn't hesitate for a second. He knows this guy for like 2,000 years. <laughs> and they, you know, they probably play ball to, handball together. And the guy said, hey, Dave, pass the, pass the ginger ale. And, and I, was, I went, just talking to Rabbi Weinstein. And Rabbi Weinstein just... It wasn't like the ears didn't turn red, you understand? Another person that if you don't put him in the right seat next to next to the Mizrah or something is you know David Feinstein. David Feinstein was shuffle like his father. He shuffled because everything was about Kavad Hashem. So David didn't see there was any problem having a pastrami sandwich like you know in some place in some joint. He didn't. He didn't. So you could say yeah, but what about Kavad Atayr? So far from the Feinsteins, the whole thing. Not because they don't cover the Torah. We do a cover Torah, but you know when you hear cover the Torah, what that usually means? What does it usually mean? It means my covet. Cover the Torah means my covet. They were worried about other people's covet, not their own covet. And there are many, many sadiqim like that. And we find those stories unbelievably inspiring. I was once talking to my rabbi of David's. I was talking to him on Amsterdam Avenue. And we're in the middle of talking over the Shia that we, the Rebbe finished the Shia, and I was walking him down, and we, were, and we were, I was asking him questions about the Shia, and and then I know what happened. All of a sudden, he goes, "Oi, oi!" And he start. I didn't know what happened. He started. He starts. He was an old man. He starts to go across the street, run across the street. Why? Because his rabbison was coming with some bag from the store, and he wanted to take the bag. And I ran across the street to try to get from him, and he wouldn't. He, he pushed me away. This is a true story. And those are the best stories. Why do people like these stories? Because that could be me too. I'm not going to have Rabdavid's learning, but I could be, I could be kind like that. I could help my wife with the with the, with the groceries. You know, that's within my reach. I could do that. I could do that. And by and that doing that is is not just, it's not just 
being nice to your wife, it's covered Shemayim. It's covered Asha. Because at that moment, my Rebbe, my Rebbe made it very clear to me that right now my avoid is not to talk, to continue on this conversation about the Taisvist that we learned today. My avoid is to help my wife. And it was a huge lesson for me when I saw that. It was a huge lesson. I got much more out of that than the Taisvist. You understand? <laughs> than, the, than what we were talking about. I saw what it means to be a Yid. What it means to be a Yid. That's what a Yid is. I'm just coming from a shiva from my, my Mechutin was a Yid at Tzadik of Heshi Blobstein. It was a, a Yid at Tzadik. I'm not saying that Stam. He was a, you know from Brooklyn? You didn't, you didn't know Dr. Blobstein? Like, he was young still. But the island from, but he was an amazing person that my, my Mechutin, Dr. Heshi. And, and at the, at the Levaya the other day, so his brother, Reb Shammai, so his brother, uh, you know, everybody, was, was so, you know what to talk about Heshi. You know what to say about him, the chesed, the, the hasmad, the learning, the kindness. You know, he's an unbelievable person. So, but his brother just said, you know, I want to tell you something about my brother. He was a yid. <laughs> and that was the whole husband. <laughs> and every, he was a yid. And those who knew my mechotin were just shaking their heads. Like, that's, that's it. He got it. <laughs> he was a yid. Like, all the best that a yid could be. Does that mean? Does that mean that his picture is going to be next week on the cover of Ami magazine? He would be horrified if it would be, and it's not going to be. But he was a yid, and that's the tachlis to be a yid, because a yid is an eved Hashem. And that's what that's what it means to be an eved Hashem. Ba'hakol misnayu ba'ofen sheyesh bo kveid shemai. It was an amazing picture that one of the Chavis showed me after the Levaya, that he was very, very sick for a while, my Bechudin. And and uh, he was, I never saw anything like it, how bent over he was. He couldn't, he was like mamish, like this. He couldn't straighten uh, up like this. So it was, and he had other in him. So he was only able to look, so he couldn't, he also couldn't bend over. He was only able to look a certain way like this. So one of his friends has a machine where he would take the blood Gemara and he made it like like five or six feet tall, the blood Gemara, and then he would set it up for for Hashi, and, and and he was able to learn like that, you know, looking at looking at the Gemara, as a f- like this tall, a page of Gemara, he was able to learn like that. That's a yid. That's a yid. But Hashem Zabach wants of you right now what you could do, so the best that you could do right now. And and I, I I mentioned this story. I'm, I'm sorry for repeating, but uh, but I mentioned the story that when that when Rabbiin Soloveitchik, when he was when he was after he had after Rabbiin had his stroke, so his son will tell me the story. Rabbi Marcus Olson told me the story. I, I mentioned it to you in the past that he told me that he, he went into he went into to Rabbiin, and Rabbiin was was learning Gemara Brachas. You remember this story? The story he was learning Gemara Brachas. So his son said, you know, for Briska to be caught learning brachas is like embarrassing, you know. So, I don't know how to explain that to you, but whatever. <laughs> you know, the guys know what I'm talking about. So that was, like, it's embarrassing, you know. You did that when you were nine, you know. That's, you know, you learn, you know, Zavachim, Nachas, Krisis, you know, something. So, so he said, I saw my father sitting there with my brachas. And he said, I said to my father-in-law, Shreem, brachas? He said, so Rabbi Aaron said, is today's Daf Yomi. 
He was learning Dafyomi. So that like was a bigger kasha because the briskas Dafyomi, that's the biggest insult to a, a briska. Dafyomi? That's for, you know, that's for low yutzlachs. That's for, the, you know, the Hamoinan. That's not for us. That's not for the briskas. So Rabbi Aaron said to him, before my stroke, I was a, I was the I was the son of a Moshe Soloveitchik and the grandson of Rabbi Chaim Brisk and the great grandson of the Beis Halevi. Before my stroke, and that's why I still am. I mean, my, that, that, those are my genes. But after the stroke, I'm a balabas because he didn't have any more the ability. And he says, "Ne'elach balabas learns daf yaimi." So he said, "That's one of the most beautiful stories I ever heard." I'm a Balabas now. I'm not. I'm not anymore. Rabaran Soloveitchik from Brisk. I'm. I, I'm a. I'm a Porsche to Yid because I, I can't do that anymore. What I used to do. So I'm a Porsche, and he wasn't depressed. He was excited. Today's daf. I'm learning the daf like the rest of Kaliyisro. I'm learning the daf. It's a gewaldig story, no? Yeah. It's a gewaldig story. Because Rabaran's, Rabaran's Indian was serving Hashem, not. I'm an article from Rabbi Chaim Brisk. It's about serving Hashem. And right now, I had a stroke. I can't do that anymore. I don't have that anymore, that ability to go there in, that my, in my head and to do that stuff. But I can still, I, I can still learn a, 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 a daf yomi. That's, that's called Kovit Hashem. Kovit Shemayim. When a person wants Kovit Shemayim, he's able to be mischazek with any tiny little bit of chizek. Because the chizik is always going to be lefi the matzav that he's in, and and a centimeter higher. Zau, that's all that's necessary to give him chizik. He's a kli for chizik. Because he's not stuck on some picture that he's a million miles away from. He's not stuck in that picture. He's 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 in a he's right now. He used to be regular perm. Now I'm perm cotton. Who was this? So it's perm cotton. Fetlich and perm. Cotton. Fetlich and perm cotton. So what? It doesn't have to be perm cotton. Until now, it was perm cotton. Adka. Now it's perm cotton. So what is it? Something wrong with that? It's something wrong if you're, if you're supposed to be learning else perm cotton and you're you have the wrong day in the calendar. But as long as you have the right day, you're okay. That's our problem. We got the wrong calendar. The calendar got messed up. So you see somebody else, and you think of somebody else, not yourself. And when it's yourself that you and your avoid is to give kavod shemaim, any, any, and you're not you're having a difficult time. So there's chazkas, there's chazkas of meloy chalos kavod. Hashem is baruch is here with you right now. You should know that Hashem. And the person can hear that because that's all he cares about is being with Hashem. And how do you give chizik to a person who's in the, who's, who, who messed up, who's in the, in the cellar? You give him chizik with meloy chalos kavodai, meloy chalos kavodai. And you tell them, Hashem is here, imche, itche, etzlecha. And there's no better news. You're right, you're right. I don't know, I got a little bit sick. I got a little bit depressed. But you're right, Hashem is iti, imi, etzli. Because that's all he cares about, is Hashem being imi, etzli, itai. That's all he cares about, is that, is that relationship with the Bari Arlam. It's not about what I thought I could be, or where I could be, and how, fall, how, I, how far I have fallen from where I used to be. These are all cheshbonis of kvayt atzmo. But when the cheshbon is one cheshbon, 
Kvayt Shemai. He's able to get chizik from the simple words. What's the matter? Did you forget? Hashem is here with you right now, even in this misery. Hashem is with you right here in this place, at this time of your life. Come on. You can, you can climb out of this, because Hashem is here with you, and He's helping you. And so, and that's, the, what else does He need to get? That's, that's all He wants, is to have that kesha with the Baruch That's all. He, he's not looking for Himself, His reputation, or how His image, or His self-esteem, or how He is in His eyes, and how He messed up in it, and, and now, that's it, not His Indian. His Indian is Kavad Shemayim. And the Kavad Shemayim is right here, right now. I can give Kavad Hashem. So I can't learn any more uh, some fancy lambdas, so I'm going to learn the Daf Yomi. Or if I can't learn it all right now, so I'll try to make somebody happy. I'll tell them a good joke or something. And, and say, L'Shem Yichud, that I should make this person happy by telling them a good joke. Or, you know, I could run a, a smile gemach or something. Give out smiles to people. They have gemachs for everything now, so you could have a smile gemach too. You don't have such a thing. You go to a place and, and you say, I'm really like in a bad place today. And he says, you came to the right place. This is the smile gemach. And he, and he gives you a smile. Prescribe mm-hmm. It's not a joke. Look at look in look in Sichas around Mem Gimel. He doesn't use the words smile gemach, but, just, <laughs> but I'm interpreting it. You'll see Sichas around Mem Gimel. No, it's a, a smile gemach. And what did that smile do? It took a Jew who felt like he was dying and he gave him back his life. So you tell this to like some some sort of a fancy lamb. He says, "Oh, that's your that's your that, you smiled today. That was your, that's what you did today." Yeah, today I smiled not just on one person. I smiled for ten different people who were going through difficulties. I smiled for them. And the guy says, that's what you did today? You're the biggest all you I've ever met in my life. And he said, what did you today? I made a scene today. Let's see at the end of the race. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm not saying that there's nothing chashu about him making a scene. It's very chashu. That's beautiful. I'm only talking about how he's looking down upon the other guy. I'm not talking about his learning. The other guy's learning. But you gave ten smiles today to people who were dying. Hashem does that. So you 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 Hashem Nachas. You like Hashem. Hashem Hashem does that and you want to be like Hashem. So you gave Nachas that Kajbaru. So what's that? That's what it means to do tshuva. To turn to Kavod Hashem, Kavod Shemayim, and if you and if that's what your concern is, Kavod Shemayim, that's called Bekiyas to be Baki Berotzu B'Shayv. When you hide, Kavod Shemayim means lighter, not to not to be to get satisfied and undone. And when you're low, Kavod Shemayim means in this place that I'm in, I can still say a good bracha, I can still learn the Daf Yami, I can still smile and make somebody happy. This is why why can't I do? Nachas, why can't I do Ratzon Hashem over here? Right now, there's a Ratzon Hashem. I can't do better than that right now. Don't fool yourself, of course. That's, that's also always to fool yourself. But right now, this is how I'm going to give Nachas work to the Vayyam. That's all. That's called Tshuva. That's Rabbi Nachman's definition of Tshuva. Baki Biratsi, Baki Bishab. We'll finish this time next week.